Welcome to the Reputation Capital Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And on our Reputation Capital Podcast, we talk to guests who understand the importance of reputation in driving business success. Today on the show, we're talking to somebody who's really been in the trenches. Um, there, you know, many folks uh, not that unlike Michael Sokolov, and he's built a company. He's built other companies. He's got co-founders. He grew up at the feet of engineers. Uh, he is an engineer, but he's a visionary. He's dealing with AI and content and all these really cool things, and yet. When you go to their website, it's got an amazing product, but what's the story? So it was really fun to get to the get to the bottom of, you know, what is it that Michael is building? And, and he, he brought so much thought leadership to our discussion as well about content and where things are going. So without further ado, let's listen to our interview with Michael Sokolov. Okay, nice to chat with you, Michael. I want to just right off the bat talk about reputation i mean i you know and presence online and so on you've you've done so many projects you know you've got you've got a great thing built up i'd love to ask you what you've done to kind of trip into this career or kind of uh fall down this path mm -hmm. yes thanks Kent, for having me yeah so i think it really depends on, on the passion and uh, basically i started with the job of a uh, web developer uh, like probably 10 years ago and uh, gradually I moved uh, to the data science and uh, natural language processing. In this field basically I worked I guess for more than five years now uh, and during this time uh, we created uh, within the company a lot of interesting projects uh, for different fields Really, uh, by interesting, I mean really interesting projects uh, like uh, simulation of uh, neural networks on optical computing. Uh, this is kind of uh, technology uh, for usage of silicon power to uh, silicon less uh, CPU power to optimize language models. And uh, we also worked a lot with. Uh, natural language processing uh, for large-scale data analysis. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can ask more detailed questions if you would like to. So before, I, today I'm representing kind of both sides of, of the spectrum here, both the branding and the sort of business concepts, but I really want to get a feeling for, I guess, your current your current company and what you're, what you're doing because it's, it's a fascinating... Um, sort of piece in the chain of, of where things are going. So the tagline of your site, tappywriter.com, says better writing through AI. And the, the, deeper, the deeper one dives into the site, the more fascinating it becomes that this AI used as a tool in tandem with human beings can be extremely valuable. So where, where is AI going? Where is content writing going in the coming 10, 20 years? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, so so basically, I, I think it, it's not a great idea to to have any projections for ten years because uh, it 
develops so rapidly and we have so many changes uh, coming each month uh, from different uh, providers uh, of uh, scientific uh, uh, research in this field. So I can't even imagine what we will have in 10 years. But in, in five years, uh, I'm pretty sure that about 95% of uh, manual work in copywriting field will be replaced and uh, almost fully automated by machines. And uh, this is not just uh, an assumption. This is kind of uh, vision based on what, what we currently have in our product. Because when a human thinking about some topic, you always limited with some scope of thinking. We have kind of limited abilities to understand things. And uh, language models, they, uh, they have much more power and they have much more, let's say, abilities uh, to see the things from different perspectives. And you can change those perspectives uh, uh, really, really fast. And this is a kind of, uh, I can provide you with uh, an analogy. So uh, imagine you have a bicycle and then you, you just changing it to, to something more powerful like motorcycle. I think the same thing is happening with copywriting. Now we have uh, a lot of different tools uh, for automation, and uh, this is kind of filling the industry and moving it, in, it into the automation uh, rapidly. Yeah, I, so that's a great. I mean, the, I'm not a big fan of those um, bicycles that have the motors, but I get that sort of exponential change. We're right in the middle of it. Then, if I if I turn my hat around backwards and ask you about um, a little bit of branding. Let me just kind of go direct with you. So I'm presuming you grew up in the Ukraine and now you're in the U.S. What's that story of technology and countries and international world and, and all of that? So basically, currently I'm in the state of transition to the United States and uh, probably I will be there in a year or so. It depends on uh, visas uh, and a lot of different things. But uh, yeah, I worked in uh, Palo Alto for some period of time. And uh, yeah, I, I think in Ukraine, we have a lot of uh, talented uh, developers uh, in artificial intelligence fields. A lot of uh, great uh, companies like Grammarly, uh, the leading software for uh, grammar correction. Uh, I think we have amazing potential and uh, we moving rapidly uh, from just outsourcing companies which are just providing services for, let, let's say, biggest companies uh, in the United States as well. And we will see uh, the transition to the products and uh, a lot of startups in different fields like computer vision, natural language processing as well. And definitely in the United States, everything is getting faster and we have so, so many different companies uh, working together in synergy and uh, this synergy is available only because the community, which is uh, rapidly evolving. And in Palo Alto, you have access to such great companies with almost infinite possibilities for research uh, knowledge exchange. So, right. Yeah. And so all of that makes a whole lot of sense. But if I cut to the branding piece, so... You as CEO of this new company, 
I'm kind of asking about your story because I'm, I'm curious. That's, that's one piece that's a little bit absent from your sites. I mean, you've got the credentials, you've got the experience. I'm curious about your story. So almost, you know, which is uniquely, as you know, kind of also uniquely American that business is tied into the personal brand of the, of the C-suite. So I'm curious what your story is and why you're obsessed with AI, how that started in you. Was it, did it have anything to do with your parents? What's your origin story, as it were? Yeah, I, I think this is a regular story of a child who was really interested in, in computers. And this is story which uh, probably started when I was about seven years old and uh, when I had access to, to the first computer. And yeah, it, it was so exciting and it was so obvious that computers will change the world totally uh, that I decided it will de- definitely will be a part of my life and uh, definitely I, I would like to explore more so, and you were co- you were coding then at seven, or you're playing some video games, or what? What did you do at uh, seven? Yeah, at, at seven, definitely everything uh, started from uh, like exploration, and I, I just started with exploring the operation system. At that time, it was uh, Windows. I guess it was Windows ninety eight or ninety five. Yeah, it, it was really nice to. I, I tried to, to find uh, the way how it works, and uh, I explored a lot, uh, uh, like system components. Uh, tried to reverse engineer some things uh, to understand why it works in this way or that way. So you, from early on, you wanted to figure out how things work. So I mean, a lot of the greats that I've talked to and interviewed, including in in music and in writing and in in tech, is they wanted to figure things out, and that's how they developed their own approach and systems. So what did your parents do? Uh, were they also into exploring uh, how things work? So my parents are mostly related to engineering. Uh, yeah, my mother was on, on the position of managing things uh, in the energy company in Ukraine. My father also was an engineer, also related to the energy field. So basically, at young age, uh, I had a lot of knowledge about those things, uh, like electricity. It also feels like that you have a, a passion for making the world a better place. So I'm curious where that came from. Is that also from your parents? Basically, I think probably yes. Yes, I think it, it was a part of our uh, like family culture. And my grandfather, he contributed a lot uh, into the uh, development of local communities. Uh, yeah, I think this idea even more deeper in our uh, family history. We had a lot of uh, like religious guys uh, who believed that... Uh, we can live in a society full of uh, trust and uh, mutual benefits. So, yeah, I think it's it's kind of uh, our family culture, and I just like this idea, yeah. So if you were to describe yourself, kind of where you come from, where you are now and where you're going, and not your company, but just you, how would you do that? Well, actually, I'll give you a little bit of assistance here. If I were to describe you, as one of your part, you know, uh, business partners, or as a, a colleague, or as someone who's met you, what what's strange and unique about you, and how would people describe you? Most of my uh, like 
professional peer groups, they usually find me a little bit strange just because I have uh, some kind of, uh, let's say, uh, strange social behavior patterns. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, probably some form of uh, autism. I don't know. But in general, I think that usually people tend to, to see great some something uh, some good qualities because I also try to find good qualities in people. I, I think this is kind of just uh, the same. Uh, they try to see uh, some some great. So, if I asked your parents at age seven or ten, how would they describe you? Do you think if they were talking to their friends? Oh yeah, my kid, he's really smart. What what would they say? <laughs> I think the same thing as every parent says about uh, uh, the child uh, that uh, his child is uh, just uh, the greatest living being uh, possible <laughs> and smartest uh, in, in his. Uh, uh, age, he, he has so many like interests and so many, I don't know, uh, passion about uh, different things. Yeah, I think, I think uh, this is uh, kind of similar to every parent. Uh, the same as I can say about my daughter <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, and if you look at your daughter, I'm sure you can see where she's different than the other kids, like maybe some little piece, some little difference. So if I look at you, I mean, I could already put pinpoints and differences in how you, you're very humble. As a CEO, you have a different way of talking. So I'm curious as to how you run this company with your, with your colleagues as you're starting up. And I assume either getting funding, looking for funding, bootstrapping. Yeah. What's, what's your company culture, as it were? And how are you building uh, Tappy Writer? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... So currently we have really, really small team and this is our like conscious choice uh, because we actually don't have uh, any needs uh, to, uh, to create some massive uh, organization or something like this. We just really like what we are doing here. And uh, I think this is kind of based on our like primary interest in artificial intelligence. We all obsessed with the idea that artificial intelligence uh, will rapidly change the world and uh, all all the things uh, which are around us. And based on this uh, vision, we actively uh, spending our weekends uh, with uh, some coding sessions and improving the product or just experimenting a lot with different models. And yeah, we Actually, we work hard and uh, we really appreciate when someone has like the same passion about everything. It can be art or it can be cinema, etc. But uh, I think our culture is just based on, on the idea that uh, you, you need to love what, what you do and you need to, to try be the best in what you're doing. Yes, I love the at its core, you're a small team, you're bootstrapping. Uh, it's a different take on AI than I've seen anywhere. So it's a very interesting and intriguing product. If I were to give some advice, I would say that from my angle, I think one thing that's lacking a little bit is the story. Because I think you have the 
the problem and the solution, which is key to a, a, a startup. I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued by your product uh, and it's well laid out, but I'm also intrigued by you and by the three of you and your individual stories. So I think there might be some exploration on that, um, particularly in the U.S. market, kind of building up those personal brands, not you know, not sharing all what you're eating and what you're, <laughs> you don't have to be on TikTok, but the idea of, you know, what's the story? Where does the passion start? Because I'm already hearing it. You know, I'm, I'm hearing that it's coming from the generations before you, the passion of your parents, the encouragement they gave you, the, the first first days on the computer and, and your obsession with figuring things out. And from what I'm seeing, it's AI with a friendly face that you're building not just the AI that's data crunching and scary and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, definitely it makes sense to think about the story because we had a lot of things to say about our story and a lot of milestones during our path from from the beginning of the company. Actually, our company started with ecology project. We we just started a small project with Andre dedicated to like educational videos on YouTube for like ecology purposes, and we even. Uh, didn't imagine that one day we, we will work on something related to artificial intelligence. Yeah, and uh, a lot of interesting facts uh, about our milestones uh, because we had a lot of moments uh, when we li- literally didn't have any like fundings and uh, uh, we had uh, to ask our friends and family about probably someone has uh, some breakfast, some needs uh, a, a development of uh, some machine learning projects, <laughs> etc. Yeah, coming back to your question about uh, artificial intelligence with friendly face, I, I think it is not only about friendly face, uh, but also uh, about the uh, the nature of like like empathy behind this friendly face, because. For example, AI can easily simulate friendly face, but uh, on the background, it can uh, think about manipulations and a lot of bad things uh, because language models currently almost not explainable and it it creates a a problem with a black box. You never know how it works and why it uh, makes some decisions about uh, information uh, which which it provides. And uh, this is uh, one of our key ideas to make uh, language models more explainable. Currently, we are working on this project, which uh, which is uh, basically trying to collect all uh, the information from, from this black box <laughs> and uh, represent it in a human-friendly way so that uh, basically we have not only black box, but also we have some kind of, uh, let's say, dictionary or uh, some kind of uh, explanation about why it works in this way and what is inside this black box, why why it thinks in this way, what biases are, are inside this black box. This is not a unique project. So basically, we started this research because we, we were inspired by similar research. But I think it, it is the future of uh, AI uh, when we have not only friendly face, uh, but we have like the whole, let's say, mindset and uh, the whole worldview of uh, Artificial intelligence, which is uh, totally like focuses on our w- values as hum- as humans. Yes. Mm. 
Really fascinating. Uh, I love the, I have to wrap us up now, but the idea of empathy attached to AI, the idea that we don't just think about big data or, you know, we were talking about the earliest computers. We don't just think about the, um, what was it, the Apple II that came out and it had the smile on it. It's not just about the smile on the screen. It's about that there's actually empathy somewhere inside inside that. That's that's fascinating and wonderful work that you're doing. So w- where can folks uh, find out more about what you're doing uh, and maybe participate in some way? Yeah, definitely. We are really looking for early adapters and uh, early testers because this is a startup. We definitely not proposing to use this product for production usage. This is We have kind of needs in early testers and early adopters of the product. So if you are a copywriter or you are somehow related to the copywriting industry, we are happy to provide free access to you uh, just to get your feedback and uh, uh, see what can be done better. Wonderful. And where can people go? Yeah, just, uh, you can just navigate to tapywriter.com and you will see our website. Uh, you can create uh, an appointment there and we will talk, talk to you personally. Tappywriter.com, T-A-P-P-Y writer.com. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, we could talk for hours, I can tell. And I really appreciate that you, you let me dive a little bit deep here. Yeah, thanks again for having me. And uh, I also enjoyed the, this conversation uh, and it was really interesting. So there you go, folks. Uh, thank you very much, Michael. Uh, really appreciate your thoughts on on your background and your and AI and content and where it's all going. Very interesting stuff. Michael, thank you from me too. Really, really remarkable. Can't wait to see more from your company and everything else. If you'd like to, uh, you know, listener uh, who I'm talking to now, if you if you'd like to find out more about Randy and my company, we. We're at thoughtpartnergroup.com. And um, yeah, that's where we um, we have specialized into bu- uh, building balloon animals for charity. We tie them up and we twist them <laughs> and make little dogs and giraffes and all sorts of stuff. And when you finish looking at those photographs, those pictures, you might like to hit the little assessment box at the top of that page so that you can uh, do a very short one minute assessment. Uh, we'll spend a minute looking at it and we'll tell you our thoughts. And then you can subscribe, rate, review us. Uh, you can berate us. Uh, and we hope to see you on the next episode where we'll talk to somebody maybe equally as exciting as Michael. So we hope to talk to you soon. Come back. Um, lots of good stuff happening. Cheers. Cheers.